0: Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit DNVR Mortgage com, where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options, as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company, just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. Welcome to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one race sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Ruto, joined by the most wanted man on Twitter, AJ Haifley. Uh
1: I got to tell you, it's good to be on a platform that embraces my existence.
0: <laughs> Not randomly suspended from YouTube, although we have had a similar thing happen on YouTube for yeah. no apparent reason, so...
1: Look, just stop trying to censor me, okay? Social media.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely a, a weird one, getting randomly suspended off of Twitter for no apparent reason, so... Yo,
1: it was not for no reason, okay? There was a very specific reason given, all right? it I, I got suspended... For violating the rules against posting violent threats,
0: mm, yes, all those violent threats that you posted. Yes, man, I remember. All
1: of the, me, the guy that is anti-fighting in hockey and doesn't uh, doesn't like headshots in any sport, the most violent of individuals <laughs> on Twitter.
0: Yeah, my teeth are good. My upper lip is still extremely numb, so I can't really move it. But look, I got teeth now. That's good. Probably good to have teeth, you know. Generally, but anyway, besides A.J. being suspended from Twitter and me having problems, uh, it's been a wild couple of days around the NHL. Things be happening out there. So uh, getting uh, getting into it. uh, Let's let's really quickly go over yesterday. Edmonton acquired uh, Duncan Keith, which is neat, I guess. And any any significant thoughts on on that move, AJ?
1: Um, I don't understand yeah, yeah, it so much. Yeah. Um, I talked about it in the Discord uh, a little bit yesterday. That I, I I guess if you if under the assumption that Duncan Keith plays a third pairing role, which it's a really, really big assumption, given that he's Duncan Keith and NHL coaches are who they are. They're um, going to
0: want to put him in the top four. Yeah, ex- well,
1: right, and they're going to they're going to play him. Um, if they lim- even if they limited him and put him in a third pairing role, the big thing that you're trying to get out of him is the leadership, the experience, the Stanley Cup attitude, right? the The focus on winning and the, the maybe changing a little bit of their culture from we're just happy to be there to let's push let's let's make something meaningful here and instead th- i think that it's probably they probably view him as a meaningful upgrade to their defense um they gave up a guy in Caleb Jones that had been a fine third pairing defender for a guy who has been a pretty bad top pairing defender for the last couple of years and in steep decline. I do think that Jeremy Colliton's system makes everybody look a little bit worse than they actually are. Um that team has been horrid defensively for a couple of years under him. It's been very go 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 and their defense has just been unbelievably leaky and I don't think that it's entirely about the players. I do think that there's a little bit of the system in play, um, so I will be I will be curious to see if if not really that Keith's numbers bounce back because I don't think that's a reasonable expectation, but maybe maybe level off is is more of a reasonable expect that they they don't remain in steep decline.
0: I mean that that second year is the big fear for me, right? Because they're still going to be paying Keith then. Darnell Nurse is a UFA after this next season. Ethan Bear is an RFA after this next season. That's where I think the Keith conversation gets scary for Ed. It's it's
1: insane to me that they took on that into the full boat. Yep, that they wanted the they that Chicago a year after Chicago retained a million dollars to move Brandon Saad for a defenseman. Yeah, that they could use. They wouldn't retain anything on Duncan Keith.
0: And Edmonton let him off the hook, basically. Yeah, Edmonton
1: was so fixated on Duncan Keith, and then the next day Ryan Suter gets bought out. Yep. And it's like I don't know that Ryan Suter would have signed in Edmonton, but he sure as hell would have been a superior option to Chase at a much cheaper rate. So uh, I just a just a total mess for them. Honestly, I just don't understand what. Uh, like I I don't I take it back. I understand what Edmonton thinks they're doing. Um but I it f- it flies in the face of evidence and reality.
0: I have to think Anthony probably onto something here talking about Klefbom yeah. potentially missing next season as well. So absolutely. That's why they were in the market for a defenseman, specifically Duncan Keith in this case, but Definitely a little bit of a weird one from Edmonton that kind of kicked things off yesterday. And then today the hockey world went in even harder. <laughs> um, first of I all, mean,
1: yesterday we all woke up to Pierre McGuire getting a job.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. Do we want to talk about that first? We can talk about that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's a lot to say, so we can kind of breeze by it. Pierre Maguire McGuire got a job. We don't have to put them with them on TV. It's with the Sens. So nobody's going to notice anyway. It's fine
0: yep um
1: i didn't even i didn't even tweet about the the duncan keith deal yesterday
0: <laughs> yeah mcguire off tv working in the senator's uh player development department i think he was like vice president of player vice,
1: yeah vice president of <laughs> player department A
0: very long title that basically sums up he's in player development but but it
1: comes with some pretty good money
0: it an interesting thing there, too, because he had been a name thrown around quite a bit, um, it, potentially even for GM jobs around the league. Uh, yeah. Some teams taking that more seriously than others, I'm sure. But as as we've talked about a lot from an Avs lens, that's another option gone on the on the ticking clock of how long can the Avs hold on to Chris McFarlane.
1: Yeah, to be determined.
0: Yep it's uh it's an abs problem that they will face but not one that we're going to get into on today's show. Uh the other quick note is Peccarina officially retired.
1: It's weird to me that that was considered big news. Yeah, like a guy who'd lost his starting job and has is, not like, been good old. in like
0: 3 years, yeah.
1: Like that part that part was strange to me that that was considered like big big news because it's like this wasn't like a generational like defining type player right like he was like he was an all-time great predator but why does the rest of the world care about that they don't like that's a that's a that's an irrelevant franchise that has accomplished very very little in its time you know i mean it's 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 a a great model for small markets on how to build and and invigorate a fan base and all of that. But other than that, like, they they made the one cool cup run. But other than that, dude, nobody cares. Like, outside of Nashville, nobody cares about what the Preds are doing. They were were the NHL's darling for six minutes, and then they got smoked in – in that final and that was it
0: grace pretty quickly after that. Yeah. They've
1: they've steadily gotten worse as they've gotten more expensive since then.
0: Yep. Worse and less likable in a hurry, basically. Yeah.
1: Um, I just thought it was, it was weird that that was like NHL, like Pegorine retired. Like everybody, everybody was, was making it a big deal. And it was like, okay. Wasn't, wasn't like a guy who was in the middle of his prime or anything, dropped a bomb. We all kind yeah. of saw this coming.
0: Yep. He was at the end of the rope anyway. Um, yeah. As Chad is talking about, yes, EJ has waived his NMC. Uh,
1: yeah, he agreed to that like
0: three yeah, months ago. That was, everybody knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just kind of making it official, I guess. Uh, but the big news, and I want to talk about this from Minnesota's perspective first, before we get into the Yab side of it. Minnesota buying out both Parise and Suter. That is a lot of dead cap money. Yeah, I mean, it at first it's it's frees up ten million in the immediate for them, right? But a couple of years down the line, they're going to have nearly fifteen million dollars of dead cap, and it's really hard to build a hockey team when more than like fifteen percent of your cap. Nearly, if if it's flat still, it'd be nearly twenty percent of their cap is just dead money.
1: The the Parise thing, I think everybody has seen coming.
0: Sure, he was this year. Yeah, we
1: talked about it last week as we were doing the expansion draft stuff. Mm Um, we you know we were we were talking about the NMCs and those guys could waive them and. It makes sense if they did, and you know they're just not those players anymore. The relationship between the Wild and Prise has not been good for a while. Healthy scratch in the postseason, like yeah, this is they they tried to trade him to the Islanders a year ago, which is where I think he goes. I think it's it would be smart smart money would be to bet on him going to the Islanders. Um. I that one, I think everybody, I, I don't think that one is uh, a really big deal. Like, I, I think everybody kind of felt like that was coming. It,
0: yeah, look, they had to do something with them, whether it was move him or, or buy him out or whatever. And and, yeah. and that ended up happening. And and you're looking at it, and if it was just Parise, you'd say, all right, in two years, they have seven and a half billion of dead cap. That hurts, but you can work around it a little yeah. bit.
1: You can live with that.
0: It's when you add on suitors' buyout of the exact same price that that it they're in trouble. This immediate year, I, I don't see how they can't it'll try to go all in this year, and then they're going to be stuck in kind of cap hell for the next three years because of both buyouts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad.
0: You don't think fourteen million, fourteen and a half million, is that bad?
1: I mean looking looking at the
0: it's a lot of money man yeah that's what i'm saying dude it's so much money and like, like yeah and they, they threw it it's, eventually but
1: i the Suter one doesn't make sense to me um like that's still a, he's still a serviceable player mm-hmm. which is what the show's going to be about but yeah I don't, I don't, I don't understand um, the suitor one this year. Doing it right now, uh, if if they asked him to wave and he didn't sing and, and he said I'm not doing that, then I t- I could understand where they're coming from. Um, but it sounds like that didn't even happen.
0: They just were done with him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were just like, hey, we're gonna take the two guys who we turned the keys over to the franchise to, and and really this whole. This whole thing is really frustrating because they signed matching 13-year, $98 million deals. Yeah. Their owner turns around and cries poor immediately after, which helps lead to the last lockout. And, and the- we had to, we had to listen to, like, nonstop, like, oh, the state of hockey circle jerk that took place and how the wild were going to show everybody what was up and and
0: what the did power they win of, again
1: the power of the hometown roots and all these the local boys coming back home to to bring the state of hockey back to glory and
0: and they didn't give win any...
1: me a break they didn't they win anything
0: rounds. they didn't even make a a cup finals
1: they didn't even they didn't even make a conference final they won two rounds in 9 years <laughs>
0: You hate to see it. <laughs> the, and obviously, yeah, I mean, really, they tried to build that era of the wild around those two players, and it's ultimately going to be considered a failure. Like, there is no doubt about that. And and this is the, the last painful notch is going to be over the next couple of years through 24-25 with that cap hit just sitting there. Yeah. So, going to be tough for Minnesota.
1: This is a real mess.
0: Uh, We can take our first period break there as we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You can grab it down at the DNBR bar, but also keep your eyes out for the good company hard seltzer. Get their 15-can sampler pack at a local liquor store near you. Absolutely delicious stuff. Can't recommend these guys enough. I absolutely love them. If... I wasn't getting all this dental work done. I would be drinking one right now, probably. But, you know, teeth and stuff. Also, well brought, said. Also brought to you by, uh, as AJ has dubbed their name, the, uh, the most evil name of any corporation in, in Ball Corp. But while the name may sound evil, they're actually doing a lot of good out there, obviously. Y'all know about a lot of their renewable things that they're working on including the aluminum cans inside ball arena they work on a ton of aluminum cans they say aluminum cups obviously they also do a whole lot of cans they're hiring for a ton of that you can go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden or text golden to 77222 to see what they have available for jobs i think they're hiring upwards of like 400 people at their golden plant so lots of options out there they pay a living wage they treat their employees very well which unfortunately can be hard to find sometimes these days so you know they're actually willing to pay you decently and and treat you right so check them out today again text golden to 77222 to see what ball has to offer also you can sign up once you get that job start making a little bit of money Give a membership to us here at DNVR. Get the annual Mm -hmm. membership. Get yourself a free shirt. Uh, You get bigger beers at the bar. You get access to the DNVR lounge that AJ was talking about earlier. If you want to chat with people directly, a bunch of other awesome stuff as well. Be sure to check us out. Check out all of our exclusive content as well. AJ writes awesome stuff, as does Evan over there. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I'm going to go to Parise first because there's basically no reason the abs should have any interest in him. Correct. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, I, he's like, um, yeah, let's just go with, yeah, there's really like, look, if you, you dropped him on your fourth line, Next to
0: on a league minimum deal or whatever. Yeah,
1: like next to next to Logan O'Connor and and Shane Bowers or whoever's whoever's going to be the four seat next year. I yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. Right. Um, like who like you could do worse, right? right? But that's that conversation, right? You know,
0: you're, you're talking about potentially like a twelfth forward or something like that. Not significant impact. Yeah. Uh, so, Freeze is just not that interesting for reasons we've already mentioned. He's already struggling to stay in a lineup like Minnesota's. So,
1: yeah, um, there isn't really any legitimate interest there. Now,
0: so. Suter, on the other hand, I have to imagine is going to garner quite a bit of interest from teams in free agency.
1: Yeah, so Suter at thirty six, let's let's just start this conversation and be honest that he's not the guy that he was. No doubt, um. But he's also, like, still okay.
0: Yeah. Can provide you with uh, decent, effective numbers. It's not, as you mentioned, nowhere near what it was on the defensive side for him, especially. Yeah. But he can still be a net positive player.
1: Right. And, like, this is across three years here, and it's going to look a little bit worse than the other stuff that we're going to get into. But... He dri- he's driving play, which is which is still encouraging. Um, he's a bad power play player. In Colorado, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah, he's not touching you the power play here. Yeah, you would not, you would not care at all. Um, the PK is really where you would want to to get him into the lineup. But overall, you know, you look at him at even strength. Um, if we can go to the the next one that we have here um you you look at him at even strength he's driving a little bit of play he's allowing more defensively than you would love as you can see right there on defense uh he's got that plus five percent that's not it's not great it's not awful though like it's just it's just not awful
0: well does he play the right
1: um yeah he can so... he, he he can do both. Did yes. he
0: play the right in Minnesota? I guess. I, say.
1: I don't, th- I don't think, so. I, I don't know. Ask, I would ask Ian that.
0: Cause I, I mean, I'm looking at that defensive chart. I'm like, wow, that right side is really blue. And that left side is really red. <laughs> so. so,
1: I mean, he's it's, it's not great either way.
0: It isn't, but,
1: um. but you, and you see on the power play, it's bad on the power play. And then defensively, defensively, it's, it's, uh, are on the PK. It's it's okay. Yeah, you're right about you're right around league average there.
0: Yeah, you can you can live with the PK, PK for sure. Um. Yeah, you're. I think someone I saw even mentioned in in chat. You're doing better than a Patrick Nemeth in that situation for sure with someone like a, a Ryan Suter.
1: <clears throat> Definitely, and then I mean, if you start to get into. You start. You start to get into. Yeah, I assumed he had played left. Um, with Spurgeon and Dumba there as both righties.
0: All right. Well, the left side but of that chart was pretty, pretty. Yikes.
1: Good to good to know. Um, it's it's the isolated stuff that I think is interesting, where you really start to get into. You know, offensively. I was surprised when I got into this. So this is with Suter offensively. The negative one percent does not look great, right? Like
0: yeah, it's a lot right in front, though.
1: And it's it's not. I mean, it's not wonderful.
0: It isn't. But when you look at it relative,
1: yeah. And then you you go to the next one and you look at what Minnesota did without Suter on the ice. Their offense really fell off hard. Yep.
0: Minus thirteen. Without, <laughs> yeah. So that's a percent so better with with Suter on the ice right
1: so you're talking you're talking about with Suter on ice is right around league average there that they, he's pushing the play in the right direction yep. that's all of that is really encouraging um that's that's something that you definitely want to see and again we're not talking about a top pairing player here
0: right you're not you're not going to ask him to play 30 minutes a night like he used to
1: not so And so you go you go with you go that's that's what he looks like offensively. Defensively, it's it's less encouraging. It's not it's not like it's not as good. Um with Suter, like the negative 13% on its own is very good. That's still that's still solid. But
0: then take into account Minnesota systems.
1: Right. And without it, it's negative fourteen. So right. it's basically the same without him. Bang Minnesota, on. Minnesota got to where they got by being a really good, solid defensive team. Yep. So that's uh, that right there was was really encouraging to me that it was not just a result of Minnesota being Minnesota, right. being a really a team that relied on their defense and and really like. You know, it was not it was not all of him.
0: You weren't it wasn't all of him either way, right? You weren't seeing him drag that defense down. Right. And you're not really seeing him get carried by that defense either.
1: But you did see him elevate the driving of the play the other direction. Yep. So that was really encouraging. The other thing, the other the other aspect of this, the isolated numbers on the penalty kill. What do those look like? Yep. Because with Suter Look, negative eleven percent is really
0: good. That is very good for a penalty kill.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's really encouraging. And then you see the you see the impact without Suter.
0: And it uh, ends up that,
1: a... dot dot. It's still really good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But again, that just shows you that it was not it was not him getting carried. Yep. Exactly. So. That I think you put all of those things together, and you say, "Look, this is at 36. I don't know that I'm giving him a multi-year deal. I, I
0: think it would have to be a one year to be interested yeah. in it. Yep, it,
1: it's going to have to be a one year deal. Um, for for me, if if we're talking Colorado, it would have to be a one year deal. And to be honest with you, it would not have. It would not be much money. Um, I would be, I would be talking about a million dollars, $2 million tops here. I'm not paying him $4 million. I think this
0: is, he's a 36 year old. 2 million. Wouldn't feel great. Even honestly.
1: Yeah. Straight up. Like when you, when you look at his situation and the, the only reason that he would be interested in something like that one, I mean, if you get, if you get bought out by an organization that you dedicated your entire prime to, Granted, they paid him handsomely for it. But you you dedicate your prime to it, and they just buy you out like that at the end of your career and say, get away from us?
0: Little little mad about it, probably, yeah.
1: I I was talking to Z about it this morning, and I said, it, 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 wouldn't the first thing that you do be to call up every single one of the Central Division teams and gauge their interest? And you know, be like...
0: I want to stick it to that team. Yeah. And be like,
1: you guys have first dibs. Yeah. Like, wouldn't... And, and one, I mean, you're also established there. So if you stay in a Central Division team, you're going to be close. You know? I, I could also see, like, a Detroit paying too much, getting getting into that and all, you know. But also, like, a Central Division team, for the most part, is going to be close to Minnesota. It won't be a long plane ride. Uh, you know, for, for what I assume is a very established family dynamic in Minnesota.
0: So, yeah,
1: you know, like Minnesota for a
0: long time now. So,
1: yeah. And I just think that if I'm, if I'm suitor, that's what I want to do. I would be a little, I would be a little miffed by this and I'd be like, all right, let's, let's do that. And then as Ryan points out here in the comments, you're also going to want to go to a good team. At 36 years old, what, what is he going to do? Why is he going to sign with the rebuilding team? Help. And the other aspect of this, because money always, always, always talks. <laughs> the, big, the big part of this for me is that his salary at the end of that contract was his actual salary, actual money that he was going to be taking home was not very was not very much money. Like it was, it was uh, six million for this next season. And then after that, it was four million dollars combined for the next three seasons. So you're talking about ten million dollars of the 98 million dollars that he signed for. He's already made 88 of it. Mm -hmm. He's already made 88 of it,
0: he's made a lot of money. (laughs) he doesn't, and doesn't he's, need another payday necessarily. He's yeah. still
1: going to be making money from this buyout. Yeah, yeah, from the buyout for the next several years. So, I this is why when I say get him for a million dollars, that would be the only reason. That would be the only reason I would. I, he would be interested in something like that. He's made his money. He's made $88 million from the wild. So, you know, getting him in in for, for cheap, you know, and I just, I, to me, it makes sense. Right now in a vacuum, there has to be other things that happen. I'm coming from a place of, I don't think Ryan Graves is going to be here anymore. Between, between the trade rumors that we've heard, um, between, between Colorado aggressively shopping Graves around the league, um, talking to Vancouver and talking to Arizona, this um, is, uh... and a number of other teams have checked in on Graves. This is the guy that steps in and takes the job that Graves had next last year at the end of the year, next to Sam Girard.
0: This is what I exactly what I want to get into, but we do need to hit our second break. First, as we are brought to you by Solace Meds, you can head down to their location just a couple blocks away from the DNBR bar, or they also have locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, and Denver, another location, too. You can get 20% off when you use code DNBR20 for your purchase on solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. And they have various other discounts from 10 to 25% on in-store products as well. I highly recommend the pickup. It's super easy to order your stuff, get in there, get what you need, get out and be done with it. Go back home and vibe it out. So yeah, check out Solace Meds while you're at it. When you get the munchies, head on over to HassleCattleCompany.com, order yourself some delicious meats, whether it be their Wagyu Burger, any of their other steaks. They're all absolutely delicious. They make amazingly good meat. I, Everyone, I, I always recommend the Wagyu Burger at the DNBR bar to people and then, People yeah. get back to me and they say I undersold it to them. So
1: <laughs> It's funny because you can tell somebody, go get it. It's super good. That's yeah. tasty. And then they eat it and they're like, hey, you weren't lying to me. <laughs> and it was like, why
0: would I lie? <laughs>
1: what was my what, what was the reason for me misleading you
0: yeah exactly you can use that dnvr10 code to get 10 percent off at hassle cattle and if you want to do a group order you can order 200 dollars or more and get free shipping of course we're also brought to y'all by DraftKings sportsbook the number one rated sportsbook app out there they have amazing odds boosts every single day and with the fight now over. DraftKings is giving you a $1 chance to earn $150 in site credit. All you have to do is pick one of the two teams left in the NBA. And let's face it, right now, it looks like you pick the Suns and and you're doing great. Because the Suns look pretty darn unstoppable. And if that team wins that you pick, which you should pick the Suns again, or you can fade me i guess and and pick milwaukee if you like your one dollar turns into 150 dollars when you sign up with that dnvr code and a new account so jump on that today of course if basketball's not your thing they have great odds and promotions for all the other sports as well whether it be hockey futures now or baseball or football you can you still bet on aaron rodgers coming to Colorado i'm actually not sure but i don't know because that one that one's very hot and cold it's on again off again but Plenty of stuff to bet on, KHL, uh, Swedish leagues, Finnish leagues, you name it, in hockey, you can bet on it. Download the Top King DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use that DNBR code. Again, you have to use the DNBR code on a new account to get the $1 into $150 in free credits opportunity when you bet on the basketball team of your choice. Uh, limited time only, must be 21 or older, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers only, restrictions apply to so DraftKings.com slash sportsbook details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. <laughs> it's Third. Not,
1: this, this conversation that's taking place in the chat is hilarious. It's not, just moving Sam Gerard is not something that's yeah, taking place. It, it, you should disavow yourself of the notion that it's even remotely possible at this point. He's
0: getting protected. He's not getting traded. Yeah, the end of the end of the conference.
1: the the only kind of package in which he would get traded would be for a very 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 high end player.
0: Talking about like Jack Eichel kind of trade. I player. I
1: mean the, probably I, I wouldn't. I don't even know that I'm talking about Jack Eichel just given the fact that who knows what's going on with his back, right? Sure. Um, but I I mean I'm talking a high end NHL player. Um, Seth, Seth Seth Jones is not that. He's so, not high end indeed. Yeah. The Seth Jones's reputation and Seth Jones's reality are two very different things. Uh,
0: but I uh, did We also
1: w- did we also did an entire story on Seth or an entire pod on Seth Jones. So if that's what you're looking for,
0: go look um, up the Seth Jones pod. <laughs> yeah,
1: go it, it's in the archives. We did a whole show about it.
0: Um but I did want to get into the Ryan Graves situation, which I guess would be... It would be interesting to replace a Ryan with a Ryan. But... Yep. As far as role is concerned, it it would be pretty easy to drop Suter in to that exact same role. One, assuming the Avs get it, would be interested in Suter around a deal that we talked about, they'd be saving a couple million dollars. Yep. Two, if... Graves is getting moved out in a trade. First of all, you talk about what assets you're getting back, but secondarily, that means you're going to lose even more cap hit in the upcoming expansion draft. Yep. So from the financial side of it, it makes all the sense in the world from the abs. The question is.
1: You would keep in mind that, that Suter isn't signing anywhere until.
0: Right. He can't sign till free agency.
1: Yeah. This is not, this is not like, oh, well he's going to go sign right now.
0: But. I mean, teams might have a decent idea of if he's going to sign or not.
1: <laughs> hey, like they should, they should, of course, of course, talk to him.
0: Yeah. So they're going to do that side of their homework, and you know, definitely within the legal bounds of the NHL, and and not back channeling at all because no team would ever do that. But, <laughs> um, but, but the grave situation how i mean can the avs get quality value out of a ryan graves trade yeah. for the expansion draft sure definitely you so you think there are teams out there that have the room to protect that extra defenseman
1: uh yeah i think i think we saw it just we went through the entire league last week and i think we saw it man like that that we there were teams out there now are they the ones, like if, let's just use Arizona as the example, okay? If if Arizona and Colorado made the, a Graves deal, which they've talked about, then if you're Arizona, you're protecting OEL, you're protecting Chikrin, and then you would just protect Graves. Graves is the third Our one. third defenseman that we protected was Lavushkin.
0: True. Pretty, pretty easy to pick up Graves and not worry about protecting him then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there, you know, there there are teams. You know, even even uh, Vancouver. When we talked about them, remember the the half of Vancouver's problem is that they don't have anybody signed. Yeah. So you know they they protect Tyler Myers, uh, and then after that, it was like, well, who do they're, you protect?
0: Right. They're forced into protecting two randos, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and then they just protect Graves from there and move on.
0: Yep, that's true. So.
1: It would depend, obviously, on the franchise. There would be some franchises where you're like, uh. "So what?
0: So what's a realistic return then?" Yeah, as the chat is. I mean, it, that's that's, that's it. depend
1: That's there's the, the if it's Graves on his own, it's not going to be a ton.
0: You wouldn't, right. you know,
1: they're not they're not going to be able to get Connor Garland for Ryan Graves straight up. They're going to have to add to that.
0: Sure. Uh, is is that the most realistic route? Then is some kind of package deal for for a deal? Yeah. piece?
1: I also think that that's the most realistic way for them to lose. You know, if they if they want to sneak a JT Comfer off their books,
0: so if they're really looking to move money out, you kind of yeah, you you Comfer throwing a pick or something.
1: You bundle them both up and you move them somewhere, and that's what you do. Okay. You know, because those are you you know, you look in Colorado and you're like, ah, oh, we have a money problem here, not a player problem. But if you're if you're another franchise, you're looking at it and you're like, Okay, well, these are two guys that can step in and help us be more competitive immediately. Yep. I know I know that the abs fan base has largely twisted themselves into a knot to to pretend that JT Comfer isn't an NHL player anymore, but he's he's got some level of value in the league.
0: Mm-hmm. He's so end, probably overpaid, but
1: yeah, I mean, certainly overpaid. The version that we saw last year.
0: Well, right. That's that's the other question with Confer is, you know, is he is last year the new normal for him, or is he the guy he was the first three years of his career? Right.
1: Which which one feels more of an anomaly? Right. The one year or the three years before that.
0: Obviously the one year, but
1: I'll let, I'll let you decide. <laughs> I'm, we are all going to interpret that uh, the way that we want to. Yep. So, uh, and then, and then that's even, even if we, even if that happened, even if Graves moves out like that, um, you still, you still have a numbers game.
0: Yep. It uh, look, it, it's tight. And, and realistically, Uh, You mentioned Connor Garland. Is is that the type of player that the Avs would be targeting? Essentially, a Brandon Sod replacement. Uh, well, I mean, he,
1: yes, he is a guy that they are targeting that they've looked at. Um, so just in that specific incident, instance, uh, yes, like that's, I did not randomly pull Connor Garland's name there. I, but
0: I, I don't know what the what you know and what you're allowed to say so so
1: yeah that's i mean that's not like a big shock to anybody in sure arizona be, yeah it, it, the problem with the garland is is that the, the colorado would then have to pay him right and he's coming off a big year and blah 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 blah. so there's there are complications to all these different uh, all these different avenues but that's where that's where again, like you drop a confer into that deal if they're if they're amenable to it. and
0: And you know it it's pretty best case scenario for the Avs at that point, right? Because now you're talking about potentially getting almost all of the the bad contracts off the books if you're you're the Avs. you you get graves off the books, you get confer off the books. At that point, Seattle's very likely taking Jonas Donskoy. Unless yeah. they're just taking some random dude at the bottom of your roster, but, um, yeah. Or you know, if Natchushkin's exposed, it's Natchushkin. Then whatever.
1: Yeah. Or joster What? Whatever. You're losing. You're losing something.
0: One of those four, whichever forward they end up exposing, is is likely the one they're losing at that point. But, um, yeah. Looking looking through that, I I guess the other question becomes. Can the abs do better than Ryan Suter? I know you. We've talked about Jamie Alexiak as a potential option before on the show. Is, I mean, is Suter like a, a Plan B, a Plan C to fill that role almost?
1: Yeah, I would say I would say he's a backup option. Um, I would I would start with a combination of Alexiak and Adam Larson first, and then go from and then go from there. You know, check in on Suter. It, depending on what the prices what the prices of those guys may end up being you know both of them <coughs> excuse me both of those guys still have to hit market for sure so you know we're, there's still a long way to go there um the expansion draft still has to happen they the, all these all these teams right. still have to have to lose players and they, they have to make the deals that they're gonna deal and
0: protection lists aren't even out yet so yeah
1: and and with it's been fun to watch everybody be like, "Oh, they're going to learn from that." The, the NHL GMs do dumb shit all the time. They're going to be dumb and they're going to be desperate and they're going to they're going to overreact and they're going to try and lose money and they're going to set Seattle up nicely. Seattle is playing this intelligently. Um, they're looking to they're they're looking to extract huge prices out of teams. And I think they're going to get, uh, you know, they don't they don't need 10 teams to agree. They just need a couple I think they're going to find those.
0: Never, never doubt at least one GM pulling a Ted Steppian. All right.
1: Well, and we talked last week about, hey, the buyout season is coming up. That's going to put unexpected guys onto the market. This is the perfect example of it.
0: Yep. That is basically spot on. Like
1: Ryan, Ryan, like Parise, we all kind of were like, eh, this would be reasonable. Whatever. You could see this happening. But. Suter Suter is going to be a sought after player. Like just flat yeah. out. There are going to be teams that that are very interested in him for all the reasons that we've run down in this show. He's not going to be expensive. He's not going to be a long-term asset. Uh he's he's a guy that can still help you out in a in a specific role. You don't have to go crazy here. The- you can you, this is not a 3-year deal for Francois Beauchemin, and if it is, that team is making the mistake. <laughs> That's
0: if you are a serviceable NHL defenseman, I can think of 32 teams in the league that will at least have minimal interest in you. Yeah. And some of them probably significant interest.
1: If Steve Iserman wasn't running Detroit and Ken Holland was still there, I would fully expect Ken Holland to be throwing multiple years at Ryan Suter. And with Adam Larson still unsigned and they have just traded for Duncan Keith, would it be the biggest surprise in the world if he turned around and said, "We're good on Larson. Let's go give two years to Ryan Suter instead"?
0: I mean, it would be funny, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be classic Edmonton. But like, would would anybody and would anybody be actually surprised if it worked out that way? No,
0: I would not be surprised for a second.
1: But I don't I, I don't know how anybody could be at this point. You know, like they just. They just
0: there's a keep pattern doing there. it to yeah, right yeah at a certain point you it's no longer the unexpected it's yeah, just what absolutely. they do absolutely
1: so i think i you know I, I we're talking about him in colorado and all that but they so there's a
0: very decent chance some team ponies up for him for sure
1: yeah the, there there have to be other things that take place before Colorado is like a realistic option, though. They've yep. got to move on. They've got to move on from Graves. Um, they even after that, though. I mean, you're still talking about Byram, Timmons, and Johnson are all right. still sitting there. You so what more to
0: assess there? Uh, and and I think that again to to get back to where we kind of started this section of the conversation. If someone like Jamie Alexiak, you can sit there and say this is almost certainly a, an upgrade, a noticeable upgrade on maybe like a Connor Timmons, right? In the immediate. Sure. It's harder to say that about a 36 year old Ryan Suter.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's also harder to say Jamie Alexiak is going to be better than Connor Timmons for the next five years.
0: For five years. I agree in the immediate.
1: In the immediate. Look, I'm happy with, I'm, I'm happy to take Jamie Alexiak, but you still have, yeah, our Timmins there. Like you I still have you. an NHL player who played a, a healthy chunk of your season, played for you every game in the playoffs. Was 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 okay to good in in his first real postseason action. Well, like, I,
0: you know, and 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 there are multiple ways this path can go, right? Maybe you believe in Timmins a lot. And that's a, more of a reason to target Suter as a guy that say, hey, look, we want you to split time with the Connor Timmons. Yeah. You're you're 36 now. You can take a game off anytime you need it, and we can play Timmons and not worry about it if we're the Avs. But it, it, you're, you get into twisty, turny pass down at that point that we don't need to get into too much. But the point being is the Avs have a bunch of options to look at. For that yeah,
1: position. like, Ryan Suter goes on the market. That makes life a little better for the Avs in that more competition, you know, more teams, more more decent players that are out there. You can talk yourself into a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm, I mean, we're talking about, like, Connor Timmins, you know, Bowen Byram, Eric Johnson. Like, how much... I think the interesting part of the the John, Johnson conversation now is more of how much do you do you really rely on him to play for you next year? Like, okay, you go and you get one of these guys. Is Connor Timmons like just chilling until EJ has the inevitable injury?
0: Could be, and 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 I think you hit the nail on the head with EJ there. It's he has what one season of eighty games in the last six years. And most of the time, he's sixty fifty nine forty six obviously last year he played four games you it's hard to expect him to play every night he's just yeah. not reliably healthy so there may need to be a plan in place
1: and that's i mean that that he's not reliably healthy that's that's where it's it's you know how how much do you like every year you have to plan for injuries you buoy against that but we're talking about like the Connor Timmons shouldn't be going back to the AHL. You no. know none of that, right? Like he,
0: I mean, Timmons should be their seventh D at worst. I I do believe that, but
1: but if they if he's their seventh D at worst, then something has really like something something pretty good has happened.
0: Yeah, sure. They've acquired a solid piece or whatever, but
1: yeah, I Alexiak just played a full season. So just saying he's, he actually has two seasons. Um, He missed no games last year. And I don't know how many games Dallas played the year before, but he could not have missed many.
0: Yeah. Last year he missed two games.
1: Two. So they played 71 games. Yeah. Well,
0: 71, the Avs played 71, you know, every, every team had it somewhere that's
1: that's this. why I'm saying like yeah. he he, he might have missed no games I don't know how many games Dallas played last season everything was kind yeah. of all over the board yeah so he's had two healthy seasons in a row yep but I mean otherwise fair point he's always been kind of an injured dude
0: he's also younger than EJ to be fair
1: yeah he also doesn't have like a wrecked knee that consistently yep. pops up as as problematic
0: yeah I mean You'll notice EJ's last... I guess EJ was 31 for his last healthy year, but he had a couple of close-to-healthy years in his prime right around age 28. So that's where Alexiak is at. So you, at least in the next couple of years, you're assuming you're going to get the most out of Alexiak that you could, barring freak injuries and whatever. But
1: Dog, none of us see a problem with that. If Byron's good enough to be in the top four, he's good enough to be in the top four. Yep, I don't have a problem with it, man.
0: Uh, McCall, Byram Gerard uh, is, is a. I would run that top four all day, every day, and love it, man.
1: Yeah, Byram. Byram is not a small man. I mean, he's not it, hulking, but he doesn't. He's not a small guy, and he doesn't play a small game. Yeah, I have yep. no. The only the the only issue with Byron is that he is not. We don't we don't know who he is in the NHL yet he has 19 games and two points the only, so we just don't really have a, a feel for him yet
0: in in that list the only guy who really plays small is Gerard McCarr doesn't play small Taves doesn't play small particularly either yeah so
1: I, the, what did veteran leadership do for him two years ago when they had Ian Cole try and cough up the Calgary series?
0: Actually, I, we had this question on another YouTube video I posted. I just AJ, what what is your take on Sam Gerrard around the league? Would he be a top four defenseman on every team in the league?
1: Every team in the league, there are definite like. Hmm? I think I think he would be thirty of thirty two. Yeah, he would be. Sam Gerrard would be a top four defenseman on. Look, I'm doing this blindly, I, I would say, comfortably, at least 28 teams.
0: All right. So, the vast majority of the league, at very least. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, in any case, any hey, final?
1: And I would say, I would say, um, you know, that would be... Eh. I don't think he would be a top four in Tampa Bay.
0: He might, he, he might be five it, there. He it really him, but,
1: it, it really depends on how you feel right. about him versus like Chernak.
0: Well, what look did uh, the team want to go with, right? Yeah. But it, without, we don't have to get any further into that conversation, really. Um, look, the abs have Sam Gerrard on a great contract and they're keeping him, end of story. Um but final, yeah, yeah, right. final thoughts on on the suitor situation, where the abs stand, and the craziness that's starting to kick off in the NHL. Because I expect Yo, there's going to be um, a lot more talk leading up to this expansion draft.
1: Happy that happy that EJ waved. Um, I'm not in worried about Landeskog territory yet. Um, I've always said that the I only get worried when other teams are allowed to start talking to him. Fair enough. So. If he's not if he's not protected on Colorado's list on Saturday and Seattle's allowed to start talking to him on Sunday, then I'm gonna be worried about it. Until that happens, I'm not I'm not worrying about it, but you know, we're coming close to it. It's getting close enough now that I understand why people are people are getting nervous, people are getting uncomfortable. I get it. I understand where they're coming from. You want to see it happen. You want to see it get done so you can have some peace of mind about it? There's a lot going on, though. So, yeah. Joel Edmondson. My gosh.
0: Well, what will be, will be. So, we'll wait and see. You know you can hear yeah. it all on this podcast live every single weekday. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube. does a ton for us. For all y'all. If you really want to catch all of our stuff, hit the notification bell as well. Uh we will be back tomorrow, probably back to talking draft related, entry yeah. draft related things, that is.
1: We were trying to get to it to today, and then
0: the league had stuff to do. So yeah,
1: the things happen. So
0: so yeah, if, if there's breaking news, we'll we'll talk about the breaking news. So one way or another, you can hear us one PM. Every single day, Mountain Time. We hope to see you again. Thank you for watching, listening. We will catch you on the next one. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com